Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. That's right, everybody. We are back for another episode of the Sunday Sermon, where we are going through the gospel according to Mark, verse by verse and story by story. Last week, we saw Jesus call his first disciples and the radical commitment they made to follow Jesus. Today, we are looking at chapter 1, verse 21 through 28, and we are going to see Jesus start his real ministry by demonstrating to the world his authority. So let's jump right in. We're going to be reading out of Mark chapter 1, verse 21 through 28, and it says this, And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him, and they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him? And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. And so we see Mark's real account of Jesus' ministry begins in a synagogue in Capernaum. And now a synagogue is just like a church, if you're imagining this in their day. And we see something key demonstrated here that is crucial to our understanding and following of Jesus. We see that Jesus has power over Satan and his demons. And that is necessary if Jesus is to do what he came to the earth to do. You see, if Jesus is going to rescue sinners from the grip of Satan, he has to have power over Satan to do so. And that is where we pick up in this story. As we have already seen Jesus have victory over Satan during his temptation in the wilderness. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. And now we see Jesus has authority over demons. And if we look at this authority, we have two types of reaction that we see. See, the people were amazed in verse 22. And in verse 27, the demons were terrified in verse 24 through 26. So why the two reactions? Well, one group knew who Jesus was and the other didn't. See, the demons knew that Jesus was the Son of God, but the people didn't know that yet. And we see a similar story in chapter 5 where Jesus cast out the legions of demons that possessed another man. And those demons said in Mark chapter 5, verse 7, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. See, the demons knew that he was Jesus, and interestingly enough, the first direct testimony of who Jesus was, besides from God himself, was from a demon. And we see in verse 21 and 22, why Jesus was in the synagogue was to teach, and not just to teach anything, it was to teach with authority. 
You see, the scribes of the day would usually quote some famous rabbi or teacher with their readings and interpretation of Scripture. But we see throughout the Gospels is that Jesus tells people what he says to them, not what someone else has said. And this authority was like nothing the people have ever seen. And it even went so far as to have the power to forgive sins. You see, if we look over at chapter 2, verse 10, we'll see that. So Mark chapter 2, 10 through 12 says, But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. So why were the people amazed? Well, of course, it was because they just witnessed a miracle. A man who was paralyzed is now walking. But it was more than that, because Jesus claimed that he had the power to forgive sins. And that is something that only God can do. And so it's almost as if Jesus took a megaphone and shouted to the world that he was God. And their minds were blown. They didn't know what to think about this. And this is the same authority that Jesus spoke with in our text in chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. And just in case the people didn't believe what he was saying, Jesus performed a miracle that could only be done by the power of God. And that miracle was that he cast a demon out of a man. Now, something important to note here is that as we read through Mark and other parts of the Bible, what we're going to see is that regular old men like you and I cast out demons as well. But we have to remember that they did that not of their own power, their own ability, but of the power given by God himself through the Holy Spirit. And again, here we see Jesus proving that he is God and the Son of God by doing something that only God could. You see, he cast out the demons from this man, and I imagine the people, they were losing their minds right about then. They were probably freaking out. And honestly, wouldn't you if you just saw someone cast demons out of a possessed person? And the question is, what is the natural reaction when something amazing, something crazy like this happens? Well, we see it today in our culture as it goes viral online. Well, they didn't have the internet back then, but it certainly went viral. You see, the people went out and they could not help but talk about this new guy in town. They didn't know who he was, but they knew that he taught the word of God with authority like they had never seen in their lifetime. The man who had the power to cast out demons that the demons recognized as the son of God. And as he should, Jesus begins to grow in fame as his ministry begins. And as we wrap up this passage here today, there's a few key takeaways that I would like to leave you with to think about. Number one is that Jesus was a teacher with authority. You see, his words carry the very weight of God with them. And as we read our Bible, we do well to remember that. Number two is that it is important for us to focus on the message of Jesus more than the miracles of Jesus. You see, the miracles were simply tools that Jesus used to prove his authority. What really mattered was the content of the message. And we saw that in our passage today, that Jesus came teaching with authority, and he performed a miracle by casting a demon out of a man to authenticate his message. 
we do well to remember that those miracles, as amazing as they are, and we're going to see them all throughout Mark as we continue through this series, that they are simply a tool Jesus is using to prove he is who he says he is. And with those things in mind, it's important that we ask ourselves a few questions. First, I would say is, am I willing to submit to the authority of Jesus? You see, Jesus came, and this is not the only instance where he taught with authority, and he proved to the world that he is the Son of God, worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. And if you're not willing to submit to that authority, well, then you do not belong to the fellowship of Christianity. And the second question I would have you ask, and maybe this is more for my Christian listeners, is do I want Jesus or do I want his miracles? You see, so often we pray and we ask Jesus to be our cosmic vending machine that we want him to make everything easy in our lives. But it's easy to fall into that trap of wanting him for the things he can provide rather than being satisfied in a relationship with him. So are you satisfied with just a relationship with Jesus or are you trying to use him for his miracles? There's some food for thought for you there and Till we return next week to talk about the time that Jesus healed multitudes of people. It's a great one. You don't want to miss it. So tune in next Sunday at 6 a.m. and we will see you there. And that marks the end of this week of the Sunday Sermon. We are so glad you came to listen. If you got any value about what we're doing here today, please help us spread the word. We are trying to grow an audience of people who are like-minded, who want to grow in their knowledge of Christ and learn to view the world to the biblical lens first and foremost. So help us spread the word if you like what you hear here, and we will be back next week.